Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Happy mother... Oh, no, no, we don't do that on Thursdays, do we? No, 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 no. Sorry. And actually, <laughs> I don't do that at all. That, that's a cat thing. All right, great. You can start with the Thursdays if that's your thing, man. I'm not going <laughs> to stop, stop your vibe. <laughs> uh, we have a lot to get to in this edition of After 9, guys. We'll talk about The Masked Singer because it is over for another season. And Kat and I both get bragging rights on that. We're going to talk about why eating an ice cream cone is very sexual for some reason. Uh, talk about the Top Choice Awards, a gig that Kat and I have this coming weekend. Doug Ford, Alberta, Jason Kenny, and apparently we're going to the fucking moon for some reason. I don't know why. All that and more coming up. First, though, did you see the Ariana Grande wedding pictures? Of course I did. How can you not? How can you not? Every time you open any kind of form of social media, right? they're everywhere. Yeah. Absolutely. And she looked good. That was a Vera Wang gown that she was wearing, I believe. It was. It was a. It was. Do, do you think people care enough about the dress? Do you want to hear Probably more not. about it? Uh, yeah. It was. It was a beautiful silk Vera Wang gown. Uh, it had a plunging back. It was uh, fitted and and it was lovely. It was beautiful. Okay. All right. That's good. Got a lot of likes, and you know I'm still trying to figure out how the fuck this regular run of the mill Joe got Ariana Grande. I mean, she's a catch. Worth a fortune. Seems fairly sweet. She sings songs like 34 plus 35. I mean, who the fuck wouldn't want to get in on that? Yeah. How did he get her? I don't get it. Well, you know, she's had her fair. Okay, so if I may, and I do not know her from Adam as a person, really. But when you look at her track record and dating, so public. I mean, you know, there was there were several guys. Big Sean, if I go way back. Mac Miller. Um, Pete Davidson, of course, I think most people remember that the most, but there's been a lot of pretty higher, I don't know if I call them super high profile people, but it was enough to have people stare and follow them. And if you really want to get married, which by the way, it seems Ariana Grande just really wanted to get married. Seems like it. She's tried a few times. Yeah. Maybe she realized that that kind of thing wasn't for her and she needed to find someone who was a little more low key. And during the pandemic was the best time to stay low key. I mean, these two have been together for well over a year, but you barely saw them out in public. And that's mostly thanks to COVID. They were actually at her home isolating and doing other things together the 69 like all fucking day isolating fucking i mean whatever you want to say they were doing it can you stay up all night like she fucking means that you better stay up all night (laughs) she doesn't take no for an answer so i mean the two of them really i guess probably got to know each other really really well and she realized this is actually what i want so i don't know that's the way i see it is it gonna last i mean i don't know if you ask the internet they say no yeah i mean of course they do the internet is a skeptical place um yeah, he's a real estate agent, right? Yeah. Huh. I'm wondering if I had a shot. Do you think I had a shot? No. Not really? Even, not even worth talking about. No. 
That's uh, disappointing. Very disappointing. Uh, oh, a shout out here to Kristen Shelton. She is the uh, TSN reporter that covers the Toronto Maple Leafs, and she's actually traveling with the team. She Instagrammed uh, or tweeted a video not long ago of the Leafs practice. Hey, today's game five. Woo! Elimination night for the Habs. John Tavares is on the ice. He's wearing a gray sweater, but Tavares is on the ice okay. right now. I mean, I, I, we don't, we're not expecting him to play, right? He's probably just doing it to get the team, hap, like to, to, to kind of get the teams mentally happy, prepared, focused, right? I don't know if it's that or they're trying to get him to stay in shape or whatever, but I got to be honest with you. I have taken so many fucking courses on concussions. I've had to because of my involvement with youth sports. And those head injuries, the return to play protocol when you're coming off a head injury is very, very stringent. And you really do go in baby steps. And there's a lot of time where you've just got to be low key, no activity for a while. And I don't know if Tavares is good or not. I don't know if his head is 100 percent or the rest of his body is. But one thing I'll tell you is I got a real hard time accepting that Tavares is on the ice. Just a couple of days after that hit that he took that knocked him basically unconscious. Because it sends such mm-hmm. a mixed message to young players. Yeah. You know, here's me uh, running different sports leagues telling kids, you got diagnosed with a concussion. You have to go through this protocol. And first, you're going to do some light activity. Then you're going to do a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more. It can take months For some kids to get back on the ice. And when they see someone like Toronto Maple Leafs captain John Tavares back on the ice skating after less than a week, maybe it's okay. Maybe his doctor signed off on that. But it makes it real hard for someone like me to tell a kid you can't go out there and and play lacrosse or play soccer or baseball or hockey Mm. when John Tavares is out after a week. It's really, really shitty. So... I'll uh, defer to the doctors. I'm certainly not one, but uh, uh, I hope he's okay. I really hope that they're not pushing this too quick and that they get his head right and he's 100% healed before they go back to gameplay. Uh, all right. The Masked Singer finale was last night, and you and I were both right. Yay! I love when I love when we can be right. Isn't it a great feeling? Sure. Uh, the one that really had me hung... I wasn't sure so sold on Black Swan as much as you were, but you had it in your mind for sure. And I know a lot of people, a lot of people did, but that it was JoJo. And you were certainly right. It was. She still sounds great. You know what I was wondering as she was... You know, after she was unmasked last night, which she had, she was in second place, by the way, for those curious. For those wondering, the same as me, why did we not really hear much from JoJo? I mean, she really does have an incredible voice. Like, yeah. you know, when it comes to at least the top 40 world and the hits, she hasn't had any since she was like a teenager. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was a one hit wonder. Leave, Get Out was a fantastic top 40 song. But that was the only one, really. I mean, she had Too Little, Too Late, a couple other ones that didn't do that well. But Leave, Get Out was a massive, massive hit. Uh, I guess it makes sense that she does The Masked Singer. Maybe this will be her big comeback. Um, One of the things that all the performers said last night when they got eliminated was they really loved the concept of this show because it was a way to perform without having to fully commit. 
Jojo didn't have to go out there as Jojo. She went out there dressed as a black swan. It allowed her to have a bit of anonymity and to take some chances. Mm -hmm. I think that's part of the beauty of this show. Uh, You were right about the chameleon. It was Wiz Khalifa. He is such a fucking smart guy. In fact, anybody who does The Masked Singer is smart. And I'm going to tell you why. Because it's one of those shows that families watch. And when you can crack into that family demographic and get them liking you, you are set. And he he said something similar to a lot of the people who end up getting unmasked and people go, why did you do this show? Uh, he did it basically because his family watches the show. Yeah. And, and and how cool is that for your kids? When you think about it, if you're a celebrity of any kind and you get a chance to do that and you watch that show with your family and now you're on that show. Yeah, I get it. And and he was incredible. I mean, for me, that was my pick. That's who I wanted to win. But unfortunately, Wiz Khalifa was in third. And then the other like obvious. It was so obvious to me. The, the winner. The winner ended up being uh, Piglet, and Piglet was Nick Lachey. Yeah, no kidding. I'm forever yours. Faithfully. Oh, wow. Faithfully. That guy. <laughs> Everybody knew it, right? I mean, well, he's got a distinct voice. Yeah. You can't be Nick Lachey and sing and not expect people to say, oh, fuck, that's Nick Lachey. Yeah, it's so irritating, though. I mean, it happened again. I mean, you saw it, too, I'm sure. Oh, I'm going to pretend I think that this is actually Brian Luttrell from Backstreet Boys. Get the fuck out of here. Do you even listen to boy bands? (laughs) Brian Luttrell. (laughs) Shut up. Like, you're making it up. You just don't all want to say Nick Lachey to make him feel better. Everybody knew it was Nick Lachey. What do you think of this guy who found out he got used for his dick and then decided to out the girl that used him? Mm-hmm. For those who haven't heard the story, we had it this morning on our FM radio show. Woman takes a guy home and in her head, this was a one night stand. The next morning they wake up and she's like, OK, get the fuck out, beat it. And he thought, what, what the hell? I, I thought we had something here. This is great. We were fucking last night. She said, ah, listen, I got a boyfriend. You got to go. So he felt a little used. Mm-hmm. So he decided he was going to try and out this girl to her boyfriend. Now, he had no idea of knowing who her boyfriend was, so he had to leave a note. But where do you leave a note in a girl's apartment where she's not going to find it, but the boyfriend will? I'll be honest with you, I can't think of many places, but this guy, he's playing chess while the rest of us are playing checkers. He was thinking on a new fucking level. He decided he was going to leave a note for the boyfriend in the one place that he knew she probably wouldn't find it. On the bottom of the toilet seat. Oh, that is, that's brilliant. I mean, you, you think he was probably taking a pee while he was thinking about it. He might have been. I mean, let's be honest. Woman who lives alone probably doesn't have the need to lift up the toilet seat very often. But as soon as the boyfriend comes over, he's going to take a piss. Boom. Seat goes up. Hopefully. So the guy wrote a note to her boyfriend and taped it to the underside of the toilet seat. Sneaky, sneaky. And 
and he and, and it happened and he saw it. Yeah, boyfriend came over. Sure enough, he had to pee, lifted up the toilet seat. Oh, look at that. There's a note there. He reads the note and I'll read you just a little bit of it. This chick just told me she has a boyfriend. The night after. Sorry to tell you like this, but if it were me, I would want to know. Sorry, bro. End of note. What goes through your mind when you're standing there taking a piss and you see that note on the toilet seat? Yeah, you probably go through a moment of, you know, those moments that happen in life where you're like, is this actually happening? Is this real yeah. life? Is this like, is this note legit? Is this meant for me? Like, and then you probably, depending on the type of person you are, maybe you, maybe you already had a sneaking suspicion that she was fucking around, right? Uh-huh. So if that's the case, you probably automatically think, I knew it, I knew it, right? But if you sincerely had no idea that this was happening behind your back, you might question it for a second. Maybe you're naive to it for a moment going, no, this isn't real. This can't be right. Is she doing this as a joke? Until you probably figure out for yourself, yeah, it's not a joke. I mean, I assume at that point, you've got to shake it twice, zip up, and go back out into the living room or the kitchen where your girl is, what do you say after you just found that note? And do you want to take the note off the toilet seat? Because I don't want to touch the toilet seat, to be honest with you. Not the underside of it. That seems fucking gross. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, it, it is a certain type of person. All those details, I don't know. I mean, I'm glad he found out, I guess. But the question is, do you do it? Are you the person that outs that other person when they cheat? And maybe you don't know the person that they're dating at all. Maybe mm-hmm. you do know them. It's always one of those questions, one of those moral questions. Like, do I and insert myself, <laughs> pun intended, but do <laughs> I insert myself into this relationship by doing this and outing him? Or do I just leave it as I got fucked over a little bit. This girl's just playing me. She's got a boyfriend on the side. I, let's just keep it out of my business, you know, because there's a couple different types of people. Yeah. Some people will say it's none of my business. I'm not getting involved. I'm out. Some people feel it's incumbent upon them to reveal all. Yeah. Do you feel like you'd be the type to reveal all in that situation if you had thought of that? If you had thought of the perfect pl- spot to place a note, would you have outed that chick? No. Nah. No, nah, I wouldn't. I uh, that that uh, Like I said a second ago, I mean, that's none of my business. Yeah. She's got her thing with that other guy. It's not for me to ruin that. I don't know why she did what she did. Um, well, I mean, the Friends reunion just came out, so I can say it. Maybe they were on a break. I have no <laughs> idea. <laughs> it was just very unclear. We weren't sure. Yeah, would you? Uh, no, I don't think so. I'm I'm more of the, uh, no drama, you know? I was involved in something like this at one point many years ago when I was a teenager. But I remember I went to a party and I had brought a date there and we didn't know each other very well. Like we weren't, I don't even think we were necessarily boyfriend-girlfriend, but whatever, I brought him to this party of my friends. So sure enough, my friend recognized this guy and and told me, I'm pretty sure this guy is dating someone and has been dating someone else for months. Like, when did you get together with him? And I was like, right away, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm not interested in this drama, right? And I was young, a teenager. But long story short, it, it turned out to be true. This guy was actually dating someone else when he asked me out. And we went to a party and we hung out a couple of times. And thank God it it wasn't serious. It didn't get serious. Um, he was a fucking moron anyway, but 
Uh, <laughs> 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 this was a guy that was willing to risk it all for you. That is oh, that flattering in God, any way? No, I mean, God, no. So what happened was, thankfully, it wasn't a crazy chick, but that my friend outed him and told her friend, "Hey, you know that guy that you've been with for like a year? I don't know. I guess they had been on and off for like a year. It was a long time at the, at the time. I was a teenager." Uh, he asked out my friend and they went on a date. Like he actually took her out on a date. Um, she's been to his house, like the whole thing and let him know. So let the girl know. So the girl asked if she could have my phone number to talk to me. And I thought, oh no, like I'm not oh, going down shit. this road. Cause I, it, it was already over in my mind. Like I don't care about this guy. I'm moving on. But it really felt like she, she seemed like an okay person and she needed the closure for herself. So I got on the phone with her and I said, look, I have no problem telling you everything. I'm, I'm not interested in this guy at all, but here's what happened. And I, I did. I told her everything. And wow. she kept me on the phone as she went to his house and fucking screamed at him. And that's when I hung up the phone. And nothing ever happened after that, thank goodness. But it, yeah, I mean, I don't like any to be involved in any kind of drama like that. So my first instinct would be no. I mean, if I saw a good friend of mine's husband, let's say, cheating you know uh-huh. you always hear these scenarios do you say anything i mean uh, it all depends honestly it all depends on the friend for me how so i mean if it's a close friend you're yeah. saying something if it's just an acquaintance you're not yeah. going to say a word exactly exactly because is it i have to ask myself is it worth being involved in any kind of drama because you're going to have people saying don't be nosy keep your nose out of it regardless of of your friendship of your level of friendship right and i know there's people listening that feel that way Totally fair. And in moments, I agree with you completely, especially if it is an acquaintance, let's say. Let's say it's someone we worked with, okay? Let's say mm-hmm. somehow yeah. that's that's the person that I saw. I'm not saying shit. Like, uh, none of my business, don't care, no. But if that's a good friend, a close family member, anything like that, I, I mean, yeah, I got to either confront the person that was cheating and say, you need to tell them or I will, or I, I just go ahead and tell them if I have to. What about the whole concept, though, of mind your own business? Well, that's I mean, what I even mean, though you yeah. were kind of involved, it doesn't really involve you, their relationship. But you think about it from the I always like to think of things being in, in those being in those shoes. Like, if it were me, if, I'd want to know yes, that sort of thing. Yes, that's how I think of it. And you know what? If someone random came up to me and, you know, whatever, or that maybe that's different and maybe you won't take it seriously. But if a close friend or family member that you trust gives you a, some red flags like hey i saw i'm not saying something happened but i saw you know your boyfriend or your girlfriend out with someone for coffee it seemed a little intimate and weird maybe you would appreciate that red flag you know it all depends everybody is so different so i really do feel like you have to approach it on a case by case basis yeah so you can't really offer any formal advice here just cuz it does depend on the situation well in this particular are you talking about in this particular case in general. Um, of the toilet guy? Yeah, no, in general, honestly, it is, for me, this is not a black and white answer. This is a case-by-case case basis. There's a shit ton of gray area there, I think. And sometimes if you don't know enough of what's happening in that gray area, it is best to just keep your mouth shut. Sometimes if you know enough, if you know everything about that relationship, that's where you can probably step in and at least alert the whoever's involved and let them know that you know something's going on and it's up to them if they want to make it right. Fair enough. Let's talk about food for a second here. The internet is in freakout mode after someone stumbled on an article that said eating too much hummus could be bad for you. But is it really something to worry about? First and foremost, I love hummus. That's probably my go-to snack and the one thing that I never forget when I go to the grocery store. There's always hummus in my house. 
So the website, Eat This, Not That, posted about it back in February. And I guess people are just discovering this article now. It says, yes, eating too much hummus can be bad for you. Just like eating anything in excessive amounts can be bad for you. Now, they singled it out because it's made from chickpeas. They say, like peanuts, they're hard to digest. So if you eat a lot of hummus in one sitting, it causes gas, bloating, acid reflux, stomach pain, and people with IBS might want to be careful. Mm. But then let's point out the pros. Full of fiber, generally good for you, Mm -hmm. low in calories. So their concluding advice here is go ahead and eat hummus as long as your stomach's okay with it. It's probably fine to eat as much as you want. You may need to train your body to get used to it, though, if it causes gas, bloating, or acid reflux. They say if that happens, eat moderate amounts and work your way up and drink it with or eat it with a drink of water. Basically, what they're telling you is eat it until something comes back up. (laughs) Until you feel a little tingle in your throat, which is going to evolve into acid reflux, or until an actual fucking fart comes out, you can just keep eating hummus as much as you want. But once that fart comes out, boom, you're done. Shut her down. Why do we need to? No, nobody should need to wait to that point. I understand people have issues with portion control for things they love. Nobody gets that more than me. But if you are eating to the point where you feel like you're either going to throw up or shit your pants, I mean, (laughs) yeah, it's pretty obvious you should have stopped a while ago. And I'm sure your body was giving you some kind of hints. I mean, you've you've been living. That's the hint. You know, yeah. But but some other things happen before it gets to that point, right? Well, I want to know how much hummus it would take in my tummy before a fart comes out. <laughs> like, I'm kind of curious to find that out. There's got to be a line somewhere. And and how many people are spooning hummus? Like, are you just taking a spoon to that summer fresh shit, just eating it up to the point where that's that's where you have issues? I, I don't understand. I you, Don't you just dip it? I, I don't get why this is a thing. I under, totally understand. If you have IBS, it's very, very sensitive. But you know that going into it. As someone who suffers from IBS, you would know, hey, I know how much I should have and I've got to portion it and water is key and all those other things that work. But the the average everyday person I'm talking about, yeah, when you're starting to actually shart as you're eating your food, please, for the love of God, stop. See, I'm one of those people whose brain doesn't recognize when you're full. I can keep eating and eating and eating no problem. Like I just, it kind of is. I I don't know what my limit is because I don't think I've ever actually fucking hit it. So for me, it's kind of like an egg timer. When you hear the fart come out, you know, oh shit, I guess I'm full. Okay, great. And it's nice to have that because I didn't know that before I read this story. If you feel something coming up your throat or coming out your ass, you're full. That's good information for people like me. What a stupid fucking thing. (laughs) Ice cream. 59% say they prefer to eat ice cream alone when no one else is around. Ah. And I'm trying to figure out why. Uh Why would you want to eat ice cream specifically alone? Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot uh, that happens surrounding ice cream, and it is very stereotypically that dessert that you get into when you're having a day. 
So for me, and this doesn't specify cone or tub, but for me, I could find reasons why you'd want to do that for both. Tub, you might not want to get a bowl and do that whole thing. Like, oh, I'll just find my ice cream scooper. Like, you fucking use that regularly. No, you don't. You just take a spoon to the tub if you're alone. It makes more sense. And also, you don't feel as guilty when you're eating straight from the tub because you can't actually see the portion of what you're eating. You think it's just a little bit, but it's probably not. So it makes you feel better to just eat from the tub. And you feel the best when you're nobody's around to judge you with their judgy eyes. So that part yeah, I can fuck understand. fuck you and your judgy eyes. Yes. I'm going to eat my ice cream the way I want to eat my ice cream. Exactly. You mind your own goddamn business. <laughs> Meanwhile, did I just get the, the small size? Why did I go to Costco for the big fucking tub? None of your business. So you want to I mean, eat it by yourself so that nobody judges how much you eat. You're 100% right. If you do eat it out of the tub, the perception can become the reality. If you scoop it all into a bowl and eat the whole bowl, then you can just look down at the bowl and think, ah, Fuck, I'm going to have to run like 10K just to burn that off. Why did I do that? If you eat it out of the tub, it's almost like you ate less than you actually did Mm -hmm. because there's a lot left in the tub. Yeah. That is a good feeling. Yeah. It's the perception. You can convince yourself that you've done nothing wrong. Although you haven't. I mean, just treat yourself. Have some fucking ice cream. You know what? And especially, like I mentioned, if you're having a day, and and it is so so stereotypical, right? I mean, we see it all the time. Maybe it's in TV. Oh, he broke up with me. Oh, I'm having a bad day. I know some people that will eat ice cream every single night and just take a scoop of it. You know what? You do you. You're absolutely right, Scott. You treat yourself. You do what you got to do. And if you want to do that in the privacy of your own home by yourself, fucking right, you do it. And the cone part. I mean, the cone part is more difficult to do alone. That's the thing. Right? Because you can get it in a tub or, well, you could actually eat it in the tub as well, but that's a whole other conversation. But you get it in a tub or you get it on a cone and then you're into weird territory. Yeah. And I feel like you wouldn't, there would be people who wouldn't want to do it. And I just, I mean, I'm, I'm just, we're just spitballing things here about why you wouldn't want to eat an ice cream cone in front of someone. But is it possible that some people might find it like, might sexualize it a little bit, and maybe that's why it's kind of weird. At certain point, and hear me out, because at certain points in that hot summer heat, let's say you're out for a little walk and you pass a, a DQ or mom and pop shop even. Great, ice cream place. Let's do this. You get your scoop. It's a hot day. It's a little melty. It's kind of dripping on your hands. You're licking yourself like a fucking cat. <laughs> You go real fucking mouth steep on that cone because you don't want it to drip all over you, right? So sometimes you're just putting that whole thing right inside your pie hole, like just sucking it back just to try to keep up with the amount of drips that that this 32-degree humidity here in Ontario is bringing. So, I mean, hear me out there. Is there there something to that? Would you possibly get turned on by a woman, let's say? Let's just throw out there a woman. It could be a man, too, whatever. Is there a possibility that they feel uncomfortable licking themselves from the fucking fingertips to the elbows in front of people? First off, if you got ice cream on your elbow from a hot day eating a cone, you're not doing it right. (laughs) It shouldn't go down your elbow. Which is why you have to put it all in your mouth at the same time to keep it from happening. Now, when you say it could be a man or a woman, are you suggesting that watching someone eat a cone could be sexual or that actually eating the cone could be sexual? Because of the whole licky motion, it'd be kind of like sucking yeah, a dick, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, abs- you know what? You nailed it. It's, uh, it's kind of like sucking a dick. Yes. I mean, I think that you said it. You said it, my friend. So when you're watching someone just fucking give her, 
on an ice cream cone, maybe that... Who gives her on an ice cream cone? On a hot day, you just got to fucking slop it up so that it doesn't all melt on you. So maybe you're going in deep. And you don't... you Tell me for a second you don't think there's a fucking OnlyFans account where someone just eats ice cream the whole time. There's got to be one. And if not, you're welcome for the idea, people who are interested. Just lick an ice cream cone for all of your videos and you will get money. Okay, just for visualization purposes here, because maybe people haven't quite thought this through. You're holding an ice cream cone. Let's say it's one of the DQ or ice cream truck soft serve cones. Little twirly swirl right up to the top. Yeah, but it's 30 outside. That ice cream's going to melt fucking quick. And I get it. There's some people who won't even put their tongue back in their mouth. They'll just keep their tongue out and roll that ice cream cone all over it until they get it down to a manageable level, then it doesn't drip on your hands. Have you ever eaten an ice cream cone and you lick it up and down, side to side? Oh, oh, missed a spot. Better go back in there and get the rest of it. Have you ever eaten an ice cream cone and thought, that's a lot like a dick? (laughs) You don't know. Is that where that comes from? Or did this just occur to you as like an epiphany? No, because I don't think it's like a dick. Let's just make that perfectly clear. It's just, I'm just throwing ideas out there. Because I'm trying to figure out why people wouldn't want to. And it's because it gets messy and maybe also because they don't want people to watch them in public doing a lot of licking. That's all I'm saying. Right. Guys, here's something to keep in mind this summer as the hot weather approaches. If you are out with your girl and you pass a Dairy Queen, a McDonald's, If you pass a mom and pop shop, maybe a Kawartha Dairy, and you don't buy your girl an ice cream cone and enjoy every second of watching it, I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you. Yeah. Maybe you're not cut out for each other. Maybe you don't like that. I don't know. But you should treat your girl to an ice cream every chance you get. Every time. And the sound of that ice cream truck should turn you on. Yeah. When you hear that shitty music. You're like, oh, yeah, baby. Let's go. Just instantly get like a fucking half chub or something like that. <laughs> Ooh, fuck. I think the ice cream truck's coming. My dick got just a little please, hard there. Just please make sure you're not around all of the children at the truck. Please, please, Oh, please. fuck. Don't even start. No. We won't go there. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Uh, All right, switch gears for a second here. Um, We'll play that game again. Where is Doug Ford? I mean, are you asking me? I don't know. (laughs) I kind of thought he was going to come out and do an announcement today. I thought because, I mean, all the doctors are saying the schools should reopen and the schools have said they can reopen on a couple of days notice. Right. So I thought if the schools are going to reopen Monday, today is the day he would announce that so that today and tomorrow the administrators and school boards and I guess the ministry, too, could send out the notifications to parents and so on and so forth. But he's not scheduled to do a news conference today. No, no. Yeah. I mean, he's doing the rounds of all kinds of other things. He went to a pop-up vaccination clinic. What was it? Yesterday. And, you know, all of these other things. But he's not speaking to the people, if you will, uh, and hasn't been for the last little while. 
And I know a lot of you are wondering the same thing. I had a couple of messages. I don't know about you, Scott, people asking because they were unsure. Okay, so is school in or is school not in? Yeah, we don't, I mean, we don't, that's not happening as of right now. And I'm not sure how much short notice people can handle. I I don't understand that part either. Like, if you're going to open, just let people know now. If you're thinking for sure it's not going to happen Monday, then maybe also let people know that too. So, I mean, I'd love to hear from them. But, I mean, nobody has said one way or the other whether or not schools are going to reopen at all. And I mean, you you had Dr. David Williams out there on Tuesday saying, I recommended a few weeks ago that schools should reopen. And then Doug's something about the doctors and the the teachers unions don't get along or something. So there's no consensus there. So this is where Doug needs to step up and make a decision like, yeah, we're reopening the schools. They've been closed since fucking April. Mm -hmm. April. There's still a month to go in the school year. They could put them back. I know not everybody wants them reopened, but there's a lot of parents who do. A lot of parents who need them opened. So I don't know what he's waiting for. It's kind of bizarre. And then in contrast, out in Alberta, they closed their schools down two weeks ago because they were the worst place in North America for new COVID infections. They shut their schools down. They basically went into a lockdown. Schools reopened this week. Kids in Alberta are going back to school or they're back in school. A two week shutdown. But isn't that the way it's supposed to work? And it was originally supposed to work here. We shut the schools down till we get it under control. And then we reopen the schools. Last things to close. First things to open schools. Given the numbers the way they are, I'm really kind of surprised that they haven't reopened the schools yet, unless Doug just doesn't know what the fuck to do, or he just doesn't want to fight with the teachers. You know, it's just so frustrating. Everybody involved, just like I feel you, you must be just incredibly frustrated. Parents, uh, teachers, anyone working with the school, kids alike, like... It's a frustrating situation right now, Scott. And I mean, you're right. And there's not much time left in the school year. But I know a fair amount of people that said, okay, if you start the school year on the 31st and we can actually make it happen, great. My kids would love to see their friends for a few months, for a few weeks. And if sure. you don't want to, that's fine too, if that's what the choice ends up being. But it's going to get to a certain point where you're going to have to ask, is it worth it? You know, and everyone's going to have a different answer. But if you're thinking of something, if the, if the Ford government is thinking one way or another, here's what we think we're going to do. Like, do you think they should think out loud or do you think it's best to reserve their, their announcement for when they actually have an announcement? You know, I don't know because we have a premier and we've got a minister of education and neither of them is saying shit about school. They've been closed for what? Six weeks now. Maybe it's, it's somewhere between four and six weeks. They've been closed. We have a month to go and nobody is saying anything one way or the other. And it's actually kind of bizarre. But uh, back to Alberta for a second here. They announced their open for summer plan. And this could go one of two ways. Jason Kenney is either going to be the most hated villain in Canada or he's going to look like a goddamn genius because this open for summer plan, it's pretty aggressive. Considering two weeks ago they were the worst place in North America, they're reopening on Monday. Stage one starts Monday. So here's what that means. Up to 10 people will be allowed for indoor weddings, outdoor social gatherings, physical performances, outdoor youth sports and performances. Uh, Indoor social gatherings are still not permitted until step two. But outdoor patio dining starts again on Monday. Uh, Funerals, you can have 20 people. Personal and wellness services. This is hair, uh, hair and nails and stuff like that. 
They can reopen by appointment only. Capacity for churches increases and distancing and masking requirements remain in effect. But as of Monday, Alberta starts to reopen. Good for you, Alberta. I think that's great. And and then maybe you're wondering, okay, well, how long until stage two? Because here in Ontario, if we meet that vaccine threshold and three weeks has gone by, then we can go to the next step. Nope. Alberta says mid-June outdoor social gatherings plus indoor and outdoor weddings and funerals capacity goes up retail and places of worship open restaurants can seat tables of up to six outdoor or indoor gyms fitness centers open youth sports including indoor youth sports open and so much more personal and wellness services can start walk-in services again Work from home order lifted all in mid-June. They're two weeks away from basically being fully open. Okay, but how long until they're really fully reopened in Alberta, though? I mean, that's got to be a while away because Ontario, that's we don't even have a step for that. The closest we get is step three, where they're allowed to do indoor dining, probably in August. But there's still major restrictions on indoor dining and things like that. And gyms, not until August here in Ontario. How long until Alberta gets to their stage three? Right. Look, by by the, Canada Day. Just, Canada Day. Know, it's crazy. So just to answer your question, too, the reason why we don't have that listed on anything is because they're probably going to fucking change it by that time. We've been yeah. through colors and phases and steps, and they're probably going to change it again. Like, let's face it. By the time we, let's say, get close to that step three, let's say August is here and... We're into step three. Is it August that we'd officially get into step three? Is that correct? Maybe. Maybe. If 75 to 80 percent of the province is vaccinated with a first shot and 25 percent have had a second shot. Okay, so let's say we get to that lovely milestone. You know, they're just going to change it up again and there's going to be a new set. It's going to be a maybe it'll be a step and maybe they'll announce what step four is. Maybe they will come up with a new system, a new tier system. Maybe it will involve something to do with masks off. I don't know, but that they don't think very far ahead. And it seems like they're not confident, which really irks me a little bit, too, because the fact that they won't even get that far makes me worry a little bit and wonder. So stage three starts Canada Day in Alberta. All remaining public health restrictions are lifted. No restrictions on indoor social gatherings and isolation requirements for those with COVID and measures in continuing care settings will remain in place until no longer necessary. They're fully reopened by Canada Day and they're doing the Calgary Stampede in Alberta this year. Okay, so some people have been blaming the conservative premiers in Canada, even though every province had a fucking third wave. They, they blame the conservative premiers, the true and non people. So the conservative premiers, the main ones are Doug Ford and Jason Kenney. If they're both conservative premiers, how is there such a vast difference between Alberta's plan and Ontario's plan? Because it kind of seems like Alberta is going full blown. Yeehaw, Texas. Ontario's going full blown turtle. Maybe by August, we'll be able to have four people at a table indoors. Right. What a fucking difference. Why can there be that much of a contrast when Alberta more recently was far worse than Ontario? It's nuts to me. I mean, I I, I don't know why Ontario tied its plan to crazy vaccination numbers, because initially this was all about hospital capacity, which, by the way, we have hospital capacity in Ontario. We've got some there. 
So I don't know if they're saving that for in case they do open schools and shit goes sideways or what, but we are going slow here. It is a painful pace. One last thing I want to mention before we talk to is Divine almost ready to talk about yeah. the Top Choice Awards? Yeah, we have Divine okay. and David from the Top Choice Awards, uh, which we're hosting on Saturday. So hang on for that in just a bit. Okay. Uh, yesterday, Francois-Philippe Champagne, our science minister, innovation and in science, I think it is, um, he made a big announcement with the Canadian Space Agency. This is historic, everybody. Francois announced yesterday that Canada is going to the moon. I know crickets, right? Cause maybe you're asking the obvious question. Why? Why are we going to the moon? We were in the, we were at the moon 40 years ago. There's nothing there. Nothing. What are we going to the moon for? Yes. Great questions. Everybody, the Canadian space agency says they're going to look for two companies to develop the hardware for us to have a little Rover tooting around on the moon. This falls under the government's pledge to spend $150 million on a lunar exploration program. So, I mean, jokes aside, because the rest of the world is in a race to get to Mars, and then we're going to be going to, I don't know, Jupiter, Venus, wherever it is we're going next. Maybe it's to another solar system. We have no idea. But either way, it's not the moon. We did that 40, 50 years ago. We went to the moon. Why is Canada 50 years behind in going to the moon? And why are we going at all? And why are we spending $150 million on this when we've got small businesses here that are dying? Can you think of a good reason no, to go to the moon? Like, is there shit there that we might want? Look, you're talking to somebody who I, don't, I barely can give any shits about the, this Mars thing. Like, I, I don't, I think that's probably going to be a waste of time. And I hope I'm wrong. Trust me, I hope I'm wrong here. I am, there's other things happening. I mean, you're absolutely right. Like, we just found out that there's definitely something else that's been visiting Earth, and this is what we're going to put our resources into, the fucking moon? Like, there's nothing else that we can do about all the other shit happening in case anyone has been living under a rock for the last year and not heard all of these stories? Like, to me, I'd rather them put their resources into anything to do with that. Anything. Space Force. Don't give a fuck. Come up with a Canadian Space Force. I'm in. But I don't know. Maybe there's a reason for it that they're not saying. Maybe it is a good reason. Maybe they just want some badass photos. Like, I don't fucking know. But I, I did find that interesting, too, in not a really great way. I thought, uh, okay, I don't know. Are we going to put a flag up there at least? Like, at least, you know, give us something. I guess we're going to put a flag. Like, uh, did the Americans forget their keys and we just offered to go get them for them? Like, I, I can't think of a reason that we'd go to the moon. It's practically on the way to Mars. Depending on when you go, are we no? Because we're not even building a base. We're going to send a rover up there just to fuck around. And are we getting NASA to do it? Because that's the U.S. government. I can't see us hiring NASA to drive us to to the moon. So I assume we have to go to Elon Musk and SpaceX to take us there. And we're paying somebody else to develop a vehicle to drive around there. It just doesn't make sense to me. We're not even in Ontario allowed to go to Algonquin Park. But we're going to the moon? It's fucking weird, cat. I can't think of a good reason for it. We've never even explored what's at the bottom of our own ocean, let alone gone to Mo- uh, the moon. It's weird to me. I can't figure out what the angle is or why we're spending $150 million on a lunar exploration program, but that's the plan, everybody. What do you suppose the chances are we can get Justin up there? 
That'd be fun, right? He's always up for a photo op. Oh, yeah, he'd be the first one in line. Are you kidding me? That'd be great. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> we need to go to the moon. Why? What, what's on the moon? Nothing. We already know that. Good lighting. Then why are we going? Good, good lighting, Scott. Good lighting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to take a selfie with the Martians. Oh, no, no. Justin, the Martians are on Mars. You're on the moon. Oh, shit. <laughs> Katie, why didn't you tell me that? <laughs> Sorry for your trouble, everybody. Here's $500 from the government to each family with kids only under four years old. <laughs> If we get up there and all that comes out of it is we confirm what we found out 50 years ago, that there's nothing on the moon that we want or need, that was a waste of time. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, are we at least going to drill down and see if there's any oil there or something like that that we can use to fuel up <laughs> ships to go to Mars from there? Can drill. we use it as like a, a stop, like a rest stop, yeah, an en route? Kick around some rocks or like set up a fucking golf course or something fun. Fuck that. Send Doug Ford up there. Doug, you're going to the moon. You can go ahead and lock them down, too. New assignment. <laughs> My friends, we just need to flatten the curve, so we're shutting the moon down until the numbers come down in Ontario. My friends, I cannot breathe in here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. uh. I came up here while my friends are having some pops after they left the golf course. That's why we're here, my friends. Okay, so Top Choice Awards are coming up on Saturday. Yeah, you know, I'm really looking forward to celebrating local businesses who have just had, like, the it, most insane year, to say the very least. And through it all, they were still voted by their customers as the top choice. And that's what I love about it. Top Choice Awards really do celebrate local businesses. And it's going to be a celebration uh, coming up on Saturday night. You can find out more details at scottandcat.ca too, guys. But let's bring in Divine and David, both with the uh, Top Choice Awards, to chat about it. Hello, guys. How are you? Doing very well. How are you guys? We're great, and we're so excited about Saturday. One of the things that I really like about Top Choice is the fact that it is voted on by actual customers. I mean, we're all out shopping, and we've changed the way we shop over the last year and a bit. And, and we encounter certain businesses that go above and beyond or that are really good at what they do. So they get nominated, the votes get tallied, and then boom, we have the Top Choice Awards. So what is this show going to look like? I, I mean, when people ask me, I always tell them it actually looks like the Oscars, except instead of celebrating movies, we're <laughs> celebrating entrepreneurs. Thank you. That's right. Yeah, it's a celebration of supporting local more than anything. Um, all the local businesses need all the attention they can get. And I think that COVID has really put a spotlight on local businesses and the importance of how much we matter to them just as much as they matter to us. So this event has never gotten so much um, traction and importance uh, because people are really feeling that their, their voice and their comments matter and local businesses need them. So we're really excited for this Saturday, uh, May 29 at 7 p.m. There's going to be awesome entertainment performances. Uh, there's going to be, uh, obviously, you guys hosting and interacting live. Um, and a really great fun part is the many chances to win cash prizes throughout the night. So simply for watching, you get the chance to win $100 every half an hour or the grand prize of $500 at the end of the night. So it's going to be very entertaining, very interactive, um, and all about supporting local for sure. 
I love it, that. And the performances, by the way, incredible. Tropicana Queens are back. We got Dr. Draw, Edwin the Illusionist. Oh, yeah. Capoeira Bomba, yeah. all all happening on Saturday night as well as you watch. So you're going to see awards and you're going to get a spectacle. Oh, yeah, definitely. We're bringing a touch of flavor from all across the world. Now, is this a YouTube thing? Is it on Facebook? How do people watch? So it's going to be on Facebook Live. They can simply go to Top Choice Awards' page and the link will be available there. Or we've simplified it as well. If you just want to hop onto our website, topchoiceawards.com, the link will be right there on the homepage so you can press and join right away. And and how does someone who's maybe just learning about the Top Choice Awards for the first time uh, go about getting nominated for next year? Of course, yeah. So um, they can learn all about it on topchoiceawards.com. However, the submissions are done on itrustlocal.com slash submit. So uh, whether you want to nominate your favorite local business or whether you are a local business that wants to be part of the awards, you can head on to itrustlocal.com slash submit and start the process from there. It's very straightforward and very well guided. The iTrust, iTrust is actually the result of all this pandemic. Uh, basically, the adapting uh, obligated us to realize that we could improve our system well. And by uh, creating the app of iTrust Local, that is going to be launched in a couple of weeks, actually, is going to facilitate everyone uh, that is interested in helping and giving a helping hand to those that are uh, at this moment in need of getting uh, their business in the spotlight. And the iTrust is just like Divine said, all about supporting local. All right. Love what you guys do. Thank you very much for doing this for small businesses. And we will see you Saturday night on the Top Choice Awards Facebook page. Watch live, everybody. You can win 100 bucks every half hour or 500 bucks just for watching all the way through. Uh, Divine, David, thank you. We will see you Saturday night. Thank you. Thank Can't you wait guys. to celebrate with you guys. Woo! Take care, guys. Can't wait either. Woo! Former baseball player Alex Rodriguez recently launched a line of concealer for men, and then men tried to put it on wedding rings. <laughs> This man in Virginia created a COVID-safe way for people to blow out birthday candles by inventing a device that's called the Blowsy. I think it's a good idea, but I'm not sure I want the word Blowsy showing up on my credit card statement. According to a new study, relocating wolves to areas with frequent car accidents caused by deer can reduce collisions by 24%, which almost makes up for the 3,000% increase in wolf attacks. I read that there's already a big shortage of fireworks. That's not good, because the only thing worse than mixing booze and fireworks is mixing booze and bootleg fireworks. That's what I said. I don't know what the heck it does, just light it.